0: Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI, shortwave, in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 741 for release on Sunday, May 7th, 2023. On the program today, the radio scene in the Marshall Islands in the Pacific and the story of their grounded airline. We'll talk with John Wright of the Australian Radio DX Club and our Japan DX report. The Marshall Islands in the Western Pacific are located halfway between New Guinea and Hawaii. This island country is made up of five major islands and 29 coral atolls, with 1156 individual islands and islets, though the total land area is only 70 square miles. Here's Ray Robinson now, with the radio scene in the Marshall Islands.
1: Thanks, Jeff. There are two parallel chains of islands running northeast to southwest, 650 miles long and more than hundred miles apart. The eastern chain is identified as Ratak, and the western chain as Ralik. Along with many other island clusters in the Pacific, the Marshall Islands are the peaks of underwater volcanoes. Just 24 islands and atolls in the Marshalls are inhabited, with a total population of around 60,000 though these days there are 11,000 Marshallese citizens living in the United States, 4,000 in Arkansas and 7,000 in Hawaii. It's stated that the first settlers in the Marshall Islands were Micronesian peoples who migrated from Asia about 4,000 years ago. Some 500 years ago, the Spanish were the first European explorers who sighted the islands and they claimed the islands for the Spanish realm in 1592. 200 years later, in 1788, the islands were named in honour of the English explorer Captain John Marshall. In 1885, Spain sold some of the Marshall Islands to Germany. During World War I, the islands were occupied by Japan, and in February 1944, American forces gained control. At that stage, for a short time, Majuro Harbour became the largest and most active seaport in the world. In 1986, the Marshall Islands were granted independence under a free association with the United States, the capital city is on the island of Maduro, and they have two official languages, Marshallese and English. On February 1st earlier this year, 2023, a regional airline identified as APA, Asia Pacific Airlines, was grounded by the FAA and the United States government. Asia-Pacific Airlines, with its headquarters on the American island of Guam, operates four large cargo planes in the Asia-Pacific arena. The FAA declared that APA aircrew training was inadequate. Then during the following month, on March 20, 2023, island president David Kabua declared a state of emergency in the Marshall Islands due to the shortage of imported goods and supplies. No other airline companies were bringing in cargo planes loaded with imported goodies. The hospital declared a shortage of needed medical supplies and there's been no postal mail delivery. Currently, the local government is asking other airline companies to fill in temporarily until the APA airline is recertified for normal flight operations. The Coral Atoll, identified as Jaluit, contains 91 individual islands, with a total land area of just 4 square miles. In 1844, that atoll was chosen by the German government as their first trading post in the Marshall Islands, and it subsequently became the German headquarters in the Marshalls. During World War I, the Japanese took over the Marshall Islands, including Jaluit Atoll, and that then became their administrative headquarters. The end of the First World War, large numbers of Japanese personnel migrated to the Marshall Islands, and their first communication wireless station was installed in Jaluit under the internationally recognized call sign JRX. Station JRX in Jaluit was in continuous usage under Japanese control, though with progressively modernized equipment, right up until the Americans entered that arena in February 1944.
0: Thank you, Ray. So you're mas laelansing? I'm real. You
1: We started here in 1920 as the Queensland and Northern Territory Aerial Services. Safety has always been our number one priority and today with your help we're going to keep it that way. Give us your attention for the next few minutes to make your journey a safe one as we take a journey through 100 years of innovation and Australian spirit. Welcome to
0: Qantas. That was part of the safety video that we saw as our Qantas flight was departing from Los Angeles to Sydney, Australia at the end of March. We spent three weeks in Sydney and on the cruise to Vanuatu and New Caledonia that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. One of the highlights of our trip was attending a meeting of the Australian Radio DX Club in Sydney. The ARDXC is 58 years old. Our WaveScan editor-in-chief, Adrian Peterson, was one of the very early founding members of the ARDXC. He says, we were Australian members of one of the New Zealand DX clubs, simply because there was no Australian DX club at the time. The Kiwis told us Aussies to get in and establish our own club, which is what happened. Well, during our recent trip to Australia, we had the very enjoyable opportunity to meet with members of the Sydney chapter of the ARDXC, and with John and Colleen Smith from the Brisbane chapter. I also had the opportunity to interview John Wright, who is the, what was your position now with the club? I'm the secretary. Okay, all right. And uh, the Australian Radio DX Club, which is now, what, 58 years old?
2: Yeah, it'd be something like that. We were first formed in 1965, and uh, continuously uh, right up until this current day in 2023.
0: We uh, had the chance to uh, be here in 2015 to attend your 50th anniversary uh, meeting in, in Sydney. Uh, was that at the exact same location where we were today?
2: yes uh it's changed a lot
0: (laughs) (laughs) it has it's very nice um so you have an annual meeting i guess in different parts of australia
2: yes it's mainly confined to the uh, east coast um which is a bit of a shame but uh the event of zoom um we're going to have a a meeting this year up in brisbane where anyone with zoom can uh, participate which is something different and uh, we've uh, modified it wasn't really a modification it was just go go along with the rules of the Victorian Associations Act.
0: Mm. How many members does the club have? Uh,
2: Over 150 from uh, all parts of the world Uh, mainly uh, of course Australia, New Zealand and uh, there's about 20 or so uh, from the United States.
0: Hmm. Now, do you still uh, publish a monthly bulletin?
2: It's uh, actually 11 times a year because uh, the editors, are, we're all worn out <laughs> by the time Christmas comes around. So we, the January, February magazine is combined. Um, but, you know, the listing still continues.
0: But is it a printed publication still?
2: It is still printed. It is very expensive now with the postal uh, increases, um, and printing in, uh, increases and printing increases. And we used to have 240 newsletters, something like 22 years ago. And uh, we only print 25 now, but we cater for everyone. There's, there's people that can't use a computer. And um, so, yeah, it's a bit unfair to them. They've been in the club over 50 years. And uh, you met one of them today,
0: (laughs) so it's a a hybrid publication then.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's look, you know, we try and cater for everyone and do the best we can. It's no one gets paid for it. It's a a non for profit organisation, and uh, we've you know we've built things up over the years, different things, and and we've been a little bit innovative, and we were one of the first ones that went PDF. And uh, that was a, a success. It cost twenty dollars Australian back in 1999, I think it was. And today it's still twenty dollars Australian.
0: That's so. pretty good value. <laughs> uh, so what kind of uh, content is in the publication?:
2: Okay, we cover uh most things. so obviously you've got shortwave. you've got the broadcast band or medium wave, if you like. Um, and then we've got the other forms uh, and we have things like station news um, and sometimes there's a there's a article on receivers and uh, thanks to Craig Seeger on that mm-hmm. the uh, chief editor he he does a great job with the magazine. Mm-hmm.
0: Now at the meeting uh, today um, most of us were uh, I think somebody pointed out in our 60s or 70s, <laughs> um, are, are there younger people in, in the club?
2: Yeah, there are, but there's
0: not too many. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. And that's the issue that all of radio is is having. Mm-hmm. Uh, years ago, you'd have all the veterans in World War II. Um, unfortunately, since the 70s, 80s, and 90s, they're mostly gone. You get the odd one, um, but that's about it. Um, look, things have changed and there's all sorts of pressures on on time and we do what we can for ourselves and for the hobby in general.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, people were talking here today about uh, it's a problem everywhere I guess. Uh, DXing is becoming a little bit difficult because of the proliferation of other electronic devices, right?
2: <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, the old neon lights, a good one. Mm. <laughs> or you've got electrical problems in your house, so you've, you you get it through the wiring. You've got TVs. They were the absolute killer when it first all came out, mm. colour TVs. Mm. They were great for sport. They were great for great events. But, geez, they've hammered the, <laughs> the hobby.
0: Mm. But the uh, a lot of people are listening now to the SDRs, though. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's true, too. Um, and the SDRs, uh, the, the issues there are uh, the fact that um, people are, I don't believe in it, claiming QSLs via an SDR. Well, claiming a QSL via an SDR, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, it's not my thing. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's okay, it's, okay it's, for listening. Know. Well, it's okay for listening. You, know, you want to do that, and mm. some members make uh, a great hobby out of that. But uh yeah, I still uh have uh surrounded by B C two two one frequency meters. Uh I do have an up to date set of course um ICOMs and um use those with a very simple antenna and um yeah you'd be surprised. And if you know a little bit about the as- the uh configuration of uh antennas and also uh the aspects of uh, DXing itself, um, yeah, yeah, you can get away with some things that are great. You know, And when you achieve
0: that through the, this day and age,
2: well, that's great. You, you've made a winner.
0: <laughs> now, now, we're sitting right beside these uh, BC-221s, right? Uh, they're from the 1940s.
2: That's correct. Uh, the United States uh, in the World War Two. well, all of a sudden, Australia were under threat. And Australia received uh, uh, a huge, massive uh, influx of Americans to uh, help us fight the uh, the war, and uh, they brought along with them lots of equipment, and they left lots of it around. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want it, so I went to uh, auction houses, and I have I bought one in 1971 because there was no readout frequency meter then. Uh, you had to do it by calculation the BC221 AK with a 309R 59DS yeah, work, work for all school holidays and that, and I uh, managed to, to buy the second last one in the shop <laughs> and and these still work well, the ones that you're looking at uh, there's a few that won't work and there's a few that can't work, and there's some that do work so <laughs> They're they're a bit hard to keep control of. But in other words, it's an interest. Yeah. And people have different interests these days. And a lot of it's to do with the internet. Well, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. I've got almost a full set of World Radio TV handbooks from 1948 or whatever it was uh, right up to now. I think I'm missing two. But, um, I
0: think you said you're missing six, 1961 and 62. In case correct. anybody has yeah. any. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 Wow. But uh, yeah, as I'm getting older, um, I'd like to pass them on to someone. You know, in other words, it's There's a lot of history in there. there. There is, and there is, and sometimes <laughs> you sit there, and when the radio's not going too well, the atmospherics are terrible. You sit there and pull one off the shelf. And start reading it and go, oh, I didn't know that. I I remember Radio Tahiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and some of the QSL cards. Woohoo! Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What about, okay, so so if somebody's here in Australia now and and wants to get a shortwave radio, um, are there places here?
2: Yes. uh, It's a wonder Gary Cratt didn't come today. He owns uh, Avcom over at Brookvale, and uh, he has a wide range of. Mostly Texan uh, radios, uh, portable, um, using batteries, you name it. Um, he's got a whole showcase of them. And uh, he also sells the uh, World Radio TV Handbook, the latest one, 2023. Mm. And hopefully next year, um, that'll continue. Mm.
0: So he has an, an actual store people can go to?
2: Yes, and it's online as well. Mm-hmm. So you've got two methods. You can pick up the phone and ring him, or you can email him. Yeah, Gary's uh, a member of the club as well. There you are, I just thought of that. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, a good man.
0: Very good. So so what do you see in the next, uh, I don't know, five years or so or ten years uh, happening with the uh, shortwave listening scene in Australia?
2: Well... I, yeah, it, that, that's a good one. Um, yeah, it's funny. We, we still get people wanting to join. Um, mm-hmm. And once you've got that going on, you've got some some sort of uh, contact with the hobby. Uh, like we had people come today for our meeting uh, from you know, 80 miles away. Um, you know, so, we had somebody from Brisbane. Well, I was going to say that, they're, they're Queenslanders, and uh, they, they've they driven down for this, uh, for uh, Easter as well, and in uh, September, uh, when you have your HFCC conference up in Kulangatta, or the Gold Coast, more more likely, up near Brisbane, we'll be having a meeting. So, uh, yeah, I'll be flying up for that.
0: Oh, great. Well, we look forward to, to seeing you there. Thanks a lot, uh, John, for talking with us uh, today on WaveScan.
2: Yeah, and thanks for flying Qantas and keeping me in the job. And, uh, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, have a pleasant flight tomorrow.
0: That was John Wright, secretary of the Australian Radio DX Club. I was speaking with him there for WaveScan at his home in suburban Sydney, Australia. Now to Tokyo, here's Yukiko Tsuji.
3: Hello and welcome to the DX Report of the Month from Japan Shortwave Club, aided by Toshio Take and Amyuki Kutsuji. We have several DX reports from our club members this week. Radio Thailand World Service was heard on 15590 kHz on April 3rd, from the sign-on at 0000 to 0031 UTC in English. SIO rating was 454. National news was broadcast followed by Global News at 0013 and Business News at 0023. Thai program started at 0030. All the Radio from Bengaluru was received on 15030 kHz on March 29th from 1130 to 1150 UTC in Chinese. SIO rating was 353. Interval signal was heard at 1130 followed by news headlines and Indian songs. Voice of Turkey was heard on 17720 Krahot on April 4th from 0414 to the sign-off at 0456 UTC. SIO rating was 353. Turkish songs were played. ID was given at 0415 in various languages, including Japanese. Radio Saudi International was heard on 21670 kHz on April 7th from 11.05 to the sign off at 11.57 UTC in Indonesian. SIO rating was a 252. Talk program by male and female announcers was broadcast with Arabic songs. Quran was aired at 11.52. Radio Romania International was heard on 9790 kHz on March 26 from 2158 with interval signal to 2220 UTC in English. SIO rating was 343. News was aired, followed by a Sunday show at 2206. Vatican Radio was received on 9705 kHz on April 2nd from 1959 with interval signal to 2030 UTC in English. SIO rating was 353. ID was given at 2000. Then Vatican News and African News Panorama started at 2008. Radio Exterior de España from Spain was heard on 11670 kHz on April 7th. From 2120 to 2140 UTC in Spanish, SIO rating was 252. News report was broadcast, relaying domestic radio program. ID was given at Radio Nacional de España at 2123 and 2127. BBC World Service via Ascension was heard on one two zero nine five kilohertz on April fourth, from twenty one hundred to the sign off at twenty one fifty nine UTC in English. SIO rating was three five three. World news was aired, followed by Outlook at twenty one o six, news at twenty one thirty, and Outlook at twenty one thirty two. K N L S from Anchor Point, Alaska, USA was received on 9580 kHz on April 12th from 10.23 to the sign-off at 10.59 UTC in English. SIO rating was 4.54. Religious Talk and the pop music program were on the air. WWCR from Nashville, USA was heard on 4840 kHz on April 9th from 10.08 to 11.01 UTC in English. SIO rating was 252. Talk and Hymn program were broadcast. ID was given at 10.59. Finally, Japan Shortwave Club will issue the QSL card for the correct reports on our segment of WaveScan program. We are issuing QSL card by email to the report sent by email. Our address for your email report is j s w c q s l at l i v e dot j p i repeat j s w c q s l at l i v e dot j p we continue to issue the printed QSL card by the same system as before your report should be addressed to j s w c PO box forty four kamakura which is k a m a K U R A, postal code 248 8691, Japan. One ILC or two US dollars for return postage will be appreciated. For this edition of DX Report, we'd like to thank Mr. Yoshiaki Hayashi, Mr. Iwao Nagatani, Mr. Tetsuya Toriumi, and Mr. Chiaki Shimada for sharing the information with us. Thank you for listening, and please join us for our next edition of DX Report of Japan Showtime Club. I'm Yukiko Tsuji in Tokyo.
0: And we end wave scan today with some country music from Australia that I found on the Qantas Entertainment System on our flight to Sydney. This is Australian country music singer Lee Kernaghan with a song called "Spirit of the Bush." He can't walk away He's running on empty He's knocked about and bent But he'll still be standing When the river runs again Is the spirit in the rock Or pass the hat around Is it freedom on the wallaby Or a dusty patch of ground Is it a wall Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson. Next week, Iceland drops its traditional long-wave broadcasting stations. And our Philippine DX reports. WaveScan is heard weekly on KSDA in Guam, AWR relays in various locations, WRMI in Florida, WWCR in Tennessee, KVOH in California, Voice of Hope Africa in Zambia, and IWRS Italy. Send reception reports directly to the station you're listening to. Reports for KSDA and AWR sites should go to QSL at AWR.org. Other correspondence, not reception reports, can be sent to Wavescan at AWR.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI in Okeechobee, Florida. Till next week, good listening, everyone.
3: Stood up for those oppressed.
1: When the brave young Anzacs put
3: their courage
1: to the test. Or is it out there with the battler when he gives it one last try? Through
3: the darkest moments, you see the spirit shine. is the spirit.
0: To ground.